Church in Nashville. Any Jesus lovers in the house today? Come on, give Jesus a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet, if you will. This is Independence Day weekend. In 1776, the Declaration of Independence was signed for our freedom. Today, we can worship without fear, without dread, and we can lift the name of Jesus high. Somebody lift him high. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you will, just place your right hand over your heart and turn your attention to the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Yes. Sing it with us. God bless America. For the men and the women that have given their lives for our freedom god we lift up god our soldiers god that protect our borders god in this nation and around the world father we thank you lord for jesus christ the great emancipator lord that gave his life on calvary god that we could have freedom lord in the holy ghost for he whom the son has set free is free indeed father we thank you oh god for your presence 
presence. And Lord, we say welcome, Holy Spirit, in this place. Father, we lift your name high, God, in the United States of America today. And we give you praise. Give Jesus Christ the greatest hand clap of the day. God bless you. You see what I see. Do you see what I see? Come on, I see lightning. I see lightning. I hear thunder. Yeah, something stirring six feet under. Dead things coming back. Dead things coming back to life. Yeah. 
call your name Something happens when I 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 call your name Oh, I feel it stirring today in the atmosphere We thank you, Lord Mountains move when I call your name Mountains move when I call your name Mountains move when I call your name Something happens when the mountains move Mountains move when I call your name Mountains move when I call your name There's freedom! Uh, 
Oh! 
Come on, can we thank him right now? Is he wonderful? And by the way, wasn't it wonderful having Jasmine back up leading after, I, what a job, I'm telling you, she's amazed me. Now, Burton Gard did amazing, but now she's prettier. We're so glad you're here today at Regeneration. You that's in this sanctuary, those that are joining us online, if you will, You've been given communion cups as you came in, and if you will get those, this is uh, something that happens every first Sunday of the month here. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about this time that the Lord actually left us something tangible that we can touch even to the very time that he sat with his disciples and broke bread just before he went to the cross. Communion, communion is actually the way that we become community. And we not, not just the community of regeneration, but we touch the community of faith throughout the generations. One of the things that happens at the table of the Lord that I love is that when he broke bread and then afterwards when he broke bread with his discouraged disciples and handed it to them, their eyes were opened and they saw him resurrected in power and in might and in glory. So as we receive this bread today, if you'll get it out and get it ready, as we receive this bread in your spirit, in your mind, could you imagine today that he broke the loaf and he's handing it to you right now? And that you're going to receive what the Apostle Paul said is his body that was broken, that we might receive our healing. And I'm believing right today, this July 3rd, 4th weekend, he that came to set the captive free and bring liberty to those that were oppressed and the recovering of sight to the blind and the healing even now as we bless this bread that's his representing his body, that healing, liberty, freedom is going to come into your spirit. So, Father, we lift this bread even as your son was lifted up and his body was broken for us. But in his brokenness, you have promised us that we might be healed. So today, we receive this bread as the body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Receive the bread.
Let's just take this moment right now. Jesus just handed you something. What are you receiving? I said, Jesus just handed you something. What are you receiving? Jesus just handed you something. What are you receiving? What are you receiving right now? What are you believing? What are you expecting? What are you receiving now through his body? Lord, Lord, we thank you. We thank you right now for healings and deliverances and wholeness in our lives and the recovery, the recovery of lives right now. Wow. Father, we thank you for that. And now, if you'll take the cup, Jesus said, this is representing my blood. Can't help but think today that before the throne of God, the blood of Jesus Christ is crying out for us. He's saying, I, I not only have forgiven them, but my blood is there declaring they are forgiven today. Maybe somebody in this room right now that you're wrestling with the forgiveness Today, the blood of Jesus Christ declares the covenant of forgiveness and restoration. So, Lord, we lift this cup. We lift this cup. And, Lord, we thank you right now for the blood. You said that we overcome by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. So we stand here today declaring that the blood of the Lamb overcomes everything that the enemy ever has done. And greater is this blood than any sin. Greater is this blood than any addiction. Greater is this blood than any disease. We declare over every person in here the blood of Jesus for the salvation, spirit, soul, and body. Receive the cup. Now, can we just thank, thank him across this room? Come on, lift your hands, lift your voice, begin to thank him. Come on, give him glory, give him honor, give him praise. Come on, lift your voice, give him praise, give him glory, honor, my dominion, power forever and ever. Man, there is such a, a sweet presence of the Lord in the house today. I honor the Lord. Uh, I just, I feel his presence here. You can be seated uh, for a moment. I have a couple announcements. Uh, starting this Sunday, uh, Children's Ministry will start receiving kids for Children's Church at 2.45 p.m. And so you can take your kids uh, before service right up the escalator uh, and, and you can drop them off uh, before service. Uh, we, we have a, you know, a new Children's Director, Devin. He's got some really great things in store for the kids and I'm excited to see uh, what, what, what is to come down the road with that. We also have uh, a youth event coming up, which I'm, I'm very excited about. Our youth event is on July 16th, and it is from 5.30 to 7.30. Uh, and we are going to start doing a youth band. And so if you are interested, if you, if, yes, if you can play an instrument, if you can, if you can sing, uh, if you have any interest in that, please make sure to be there on July 16th at our old building from 5.30 to 7.30. Uh, 
12.30, and as always, food will be uh, provided. We also have our quarterly fasting and prayer coming up, and that is July 7th through 9th, uh, and we will have prayer at 6 p.m. on Thursday and Friday at our old building, and at 9.30 a.m. on Saturday uh, with communion. And so I hope that you will join in with that, uh, with us with that. I know that many of you work uh, very strenuous jobs, and so even if you can, can only fast a meal, or if you've never fasted before, I just encourage you to, to join with us. I was listening uh, to that song that we were singing today, and it says, you know, uh, mountains move, chains are loose, we break through when we call on your name. And so with this fast, we'll gather, gather together and call on the name of the Lord, and I believe that we will see chains loose and mountains moved, and that we will break through. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to hear Pastor Kent's prophecy at prayer yesterday, I encourage encourage you to go back and listen to that because we are, we, we are right there and we are just beginning to break through. I feel like it's, we've been priming, priming a pump, priming a pump, and it hasn't been easy, but it's not the time to back down or to take a break or take a rest, but double down because I hear the sound of water coming up through that pipe and we are right there. And so as we gather together corporately on those nights, join with us, call on the name of the Lord and we will break through. If you want to stand to your feet, we'll turn our hearts to giving. If you want to say the, the tithing declaration with me, because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me because God God loves to see me prosper. I am believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Amen. Ushers, you may serve the people. Thank you. How's everybody doing today? Oh, I'm so excited that you are here. So I just wonder how many people are just from out of town altogether. You, you are from traveling from out of town. Would all of our out of town guests just stand and let us welcome you, everybody. Yeah, all over the room. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. God bless you. You can be seated. I'm going to find out where you're from, but I've got somebody that I want to introduce you to. Where? Come here, Jasmine. This is the newest member of Regeneration Nashville. Ain't that pretty? Oh, I didn't mean to. Come on over here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> kind of happens that way, don't it? <laughs> Well, this is our little Holy Ghost filled baby. She went with me to the prayer room today, and we, me and her, we just interceded. I think she was praying. Her eyes were closed. <laughs> Pretty sure. This is Mavis Blue Brady. And our, yeah. And for those of you that don't know, Mavis 
is a songbird. But the definition of Mavis is songs of joy. So when I pray over her, I just call forth songs of joy for little Mavis Blue. And it's so wonderful to have you back. Welcome home. You did amazing. So good. And, and I, too, want to, uh, I, I too want to echo what uh, Pastor Harry said about Burton Gar. Uh, it, it's amazing that we have powerful uh, worship leaders in this church. Our church never skipped a beat, but we are so happy you're home. Welcome home. There you go. I love you. I ain't proud to be it. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I love that baby. So sweet. So, okay, so I, I want to find out where you are from. Uh, I didn't get a chance to meet you, but I would like to know. Just shout, where, where are you from? California. Stand up, California. Welcome. Glad to have you. Oh, yes, you're from California too. Yeah, San Diego. Welcome. We're glad you're here. God bless you. Did I hear Mexico or New Mexico? Yeah, stand up. What it where? Mexico Beach, Florida. Like I thought, yeah. <laughs> we are so glad you are here, Florida. Where else? Where else are you from? What? Louisiana, my home state, Louisiana. Stand up. We welcome you. Welcome to Nashville. And I heard somebody else there. New Jersey, did I hear? Stand up, New Jersey. We're, we welcome you. We're honored to have you. Who else? Huh, what? Canada. Welcome, Canada. God bless you. Welcome to Nashville. We just might make Nashvilleans out of you. How's that? <laughs> Who, all right, I saw a group standing up here from out of state. Where, where are you from? Wisconsin. Stand up, Wisconsin. We're glad to have you. So thrilled. Thrilled to have you. Okay, who else am I missing? Nebraska. Stand up, Nebraska. We welcome you. Thank you for joining us today. I heard someone else. New Hampshire. Stand up, New Hampshire. Welcome to Nashville. Amen. Who else am I missing? Sorry? Georgia. We welcome you, Georgia. Are you from Georgia too? Alabama. Hey, everybody from Alabama, stand up, Alabama. Everybody. Yeah. Welcome. Glad you are here. We welcome you. Am I missing anybody? North Carolina. Stand up, North Carolina. Amen. Did I hear Indiana? Stand up, Indiana. We welcome you. We're glad you're here. Amen. And I heard somebody else over here. M Massachusetts. Stand up, Massachusetts. We welcome you. God bless you. Thank you for being with us. Now, I heard somebody else. Was it Michigan? Stand up, Michigan. Thank you for being with us. Where, where are you from in Michigan? Grand Rapids. Praise the Lord. Well, we're happy to have you in Nashville today. Uh, anybody else? Illinois. Stand up, Illinois. God bless you. And you're from Illinois too. Welcome. Thank you for being with us. Yes, sir. Hot, sorry. Florida. What part of Florida? Say again. Jacksonville. 
Did I hear it? Okay, great. Well, we're, we're honored to have you. Thank you for being with us. Amen. We just are just so blessed to meet the family of God from all around the country and around the world. And so we just bless you in the name of Jesus. And we pray traveling mercies on you as you go back home. But we pray that God will meet every need while you are here. We believe it and we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Okay, so I want to talk with you a little bit about Elijah Co., and then I'm going to bring on our special music. But this conference, if you have a call of God, let me just ask you this. Who in this room feels like you are called of God? Amen. Praise God. God has a special work for you to do, and I believe that. And in this season... God is releasing his men and women into the forces, into the trenches. And so how many of you know that we need to be strengthened, we need to be poured into? And Pastor Kent and I have a heart for people with a call of God on their lives. And so all of you that raised your hand, you are welcome to join, attend uh, the Elijah Co. Conference. We have Brother Jim Simbola, who was very instrumental in us starting this church. Brother Kevin Jessup, who is the founder of the Return. We love Brother Kevin Jessup and his wife, Donna. He will be ministering and pouring into you. Uh, Pastor Kent will be ministering also, and I'll be speaking. But uh, I wanted to tell you that on Friday night of Elijah Co., we have some prophets that are coming that are, uh, how can I say this? Their specialty is personal prophecy. And every person in the room will be laid hands on. Sister uh, Jane Hammond and Greg Hood, if you know those names, they will be with us on Friday night. And every person in the room will have hands laid on them. We will pour into you and impart into your ministry. Also, Pastor Kent and I will be staying on the grounds. We will be available and accessible to you. And we are excited about getting to know our brothers and sisters in Christ who are serving in the army of the Lord. So sign up now. The, the special room rate that we have been afforded ends the July 18th. So if you're wanting to stay there with us, uh, go ahead and sign up so that you can get your special room rate. So I'm so excited to introduce to you. Wait, 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 wait. Let me back up. Got one more thing. You know, give, give a woman a mic. Next week is our prayer and fasting, and you don't want to miss that. You truly don't. Pastor Kent and I will be in the room praying. We're going to pull down strongholds. And there's something special when we fast and pray together. The, word, the, the, the Bible says that where two are gathered, wait, that's not the scripture I want. Where two touch anything on earth and agree. Then there's another scripture that says, how can two walk together unless they agree, right? This word agree it means, it, it comes from the Greek word symphonio, which means symphony. That's where we get our uh, English word symphony. And together we pray in concert and we pull down strongholds of darkness. And it is paramount that we come together in agreement in prayer in this hour to pull down strongholds over our nation and our families. So I, I want to encourage you. Now, I also want to just add this in. If you've not fasted before, Ask God to give you grace. Start praying now for next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and say, God, give me the grace to fast. Give me power over my flesh and grace me to fast. Because I'm going to tell you a little secret. His grace is amazing. 
and he will grace you to fast and do his will. So I love you. I can't wait to pray with you. Our special guests today, uh, they are members of the Grand Ole Opry. They are Grammy Award winners, gospel music, uh, Dove Award winners. They have many, many awards to their credit. Many number one songs. They are they are the creme de la creme of gospel music, and God has taken them over even into the country music genre. But this is what I want you to know. They are praying people. They are Holy Ghost-filled people. They are on fire for God, and they are taking the gospel around the world. Make welcome the Isaacs. Tell you what, if that don't give you goosebumps, while you're standing, I want to say that I am proud to be an American. I'm proud to call the United States of America my home. I love the flag. 
And for all you sorry people that took a knee, I'd like to stick you on the next boat to some nation that don't have any freedom and then see how much you want to come back home. Because you are not a patriot. You don't love this country. You love what we give you. So that's how we're starting off today. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. America is, in a, is, is a special country. The United States of America was founded by God. He put in the hearts of people and immigrants from all over the world to come together to this part, to be together in unity and agreement. And we thank God. Now, Lord, I thank you. God set angels around the borders of this nation. And God, the enemy that's within, that, Lord, is disguised, I ask you to uncover them. And, Lord, loose, hallelujah, God, your hand upon those that would destroy this country. God bless our nation. God bless those, hallelujah, that are in the armed forces that stand in protection. Lord, we want to say thank you for the freedom that we have in this nation. I thank you, Lord, that I can say what I just said without being arrested on a platform. I thank you, Lord, for the word of God that we can still speak and declare without fear, Lord, or retaliation. So in the name of the Lord Jesus, we call it blessed in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, you can be seated. I want to welcome Val and Sherry Treese, some of our dearest friends in ministry. Uh, very, they actually married Josh and Carrie. Um, and we're so glad to have you here. In fact, God raised Val from the dead up there. Was it in the balcony or it was back in that section right there uh, about two years ago in one of our conferences? And they called him gone, and God raised him up. We laid hands on him, and uh, God did an amazing thing. Um, I have some thoughts today. Um, I'm not sure how the Lord wants to lead us, but I think that we can start in the First um, Samuel chapter four. Uh, I promise you, is that rain? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, maybe that's a sign in the spirit that God's doing something in the Holy Ghost. Um, 1 Samuel chapter 4, and um, let's start with 17. And the messenger answered and said, Israel fled before the Philistines, and there hath been also a great slaughter among the people, and thy two sons also Hopni and Phineas are dead, and the ark of God is taken or been captured. And it came to pass when he made mention of the ark of God, that, speaking of Eli, he fell off from off the seat backwards by the side of the gate, and his neck brake, and he died, for he was an old man and heavy. He didn't work out. 
and he had judged Israel 40 years. And his daughter-in-law, Phineas's wife, was with child, ready to be delivered. And when she heard the tidings that the ark of God was taken, and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and travailed for her pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the woman that stood by, the women that stood by her said unto her, Fear not, for you have borne a son. But she answered not, and neither did she regard him or the child. She named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel because the ark of God was taken and because her father-in-law and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory is departed from Israel for the ark of God is taken. Um, very sobering passage of Scripture. Eli had judged Israel for 40 years. One passage says this about Eli, that he was now old and his eyes were dim and he could no longer see. But it was also a spiritual declaration of where he was. Because if you think about it, and this must have been an awesome thing, Eli wore the Urim and the Thummim right here. He's the only man in Israel, and that's how God talked to Israel, was through the, the Urim and the Thummim that was on his breast. Must have been something, because we don't know exactly how it worked, but there's a lot of speculation that the stones would light up and that somehow God would speak through this particular vestment that was upon the high priest. I love the fact that the Bible calls the presence of God the glory of Israel. That was her glory. Other nations had other things that defined them but not Israel. What defined Israel was the glory of God or the presence of God. Somehow in America, we have substituted what defines us, not using the presence of the Lord, but how much does a building cost? What kind of television ministry exposure do you have? What's your social media like? How many people are in your church? How many services do you have? It's, I would think it would be very difficult for one man to really preach adequately four times on a Sunday morning. When I preach, when I'm done, I have released my spirit. This is why I have always believed God, and so far he's done it, that we would never have to go to two services. Because you can't duplicate what God does. He's sovereign. He'll just show up and, and, and move, and you can't expect God. It's like one Sunday we can sing something, something happens when I call your name and the glory of God falls and people get healed, but the next Sunday you see them sing song, and it's like a screen door in a submarine because God cannot be predicted. He moves. The Spirit moves as it listeth. 
And somewhere this old man lost his fear of the Lord. He lost his respect for the Ark of the Covenant because the Ark of the Covenant was right where he lived. Can you imagine carrying the Urim and the Thummim on your chest and looking over at the Ark of the Covenant? And while he's sitting there looking at that, his boys were having sex with prostitutes in the doorway of the temple. And God sent a prophet to him and he said, you did not restrain your sons when I warned you. And he said, you honored your sons above me. Whenever we honor a person above God, we begin to lose the hand of God upon us. This last move of the Lord will never be remembered for any man or any woman, but for the glory and the majesty of God. And I truly believe that the reason that God has taken so many of you under the sound of my voice and hid you and put you through such difficult times is that when he lifts you up had somebody recently come up to me and 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 they wanted to it was in a restaurant and they wanted to begin to rebuke me basically and tell me you need to be really careful because God's made you famous and you don't need to get lifted up in pride and I thought lady you have no idea Number one, I don't know how this happened. And I have too many memories of my failures to let the moment of success make me prideful. I'm still thinking of preaching in revivals where there are eight people in South Carolina and I got paid $40 a week and drive across the United States in a B-210 Datsun that was orange with all of our stuff stuck in the trunk and in the back seat and live with in-laws because you couldn't afford a house and show up at churches to preach and they would stick you in a Sunday school room and throw a mattress on the floor. So I know, hallelujah, that this house... It's about the Lord, and I am honored, hallelujah. I'm honored to stand before you today, but I can tell you this. You know, they say, well, you know, the Bible says when a man thinks he standeth, take heed lest he fall, but, you know, if you'll spend your time on your knees, you'll never be at a height that you can fall. I love the fact that Smith Wigglesworth never fell. John G. Lake never fell. Charles Finney never fell. Billy Sunday never failed. Hallelujah. There's a list of these great men, E.W. Kenyon and all of these great men. They never fail. Why? Because they understood it is not Christ, but it is hallelujah. Or it's not I, but it is Christ in me. Eli somewhere let his position go to his head until he lost his reverence for the presence of God. 
Shame on our preachers in this hour that have brought the church to a place that most Christians don't know what it is to feel the Holy Ghost or to hear somebody talk in tongues or shout a little bit in the atmosphere. It is not by might, not by power, but it is by my spirit, saith the Lord. So you got this old man that has gone, gotten used to his position. We should never get used to being in the presence of God. You know, we all know that there are times when God is closer than others, or you can feel his manifested presence more. That humbles me. Sometimes I can feel God so close, and it makes me weep. Lord, you would take time out to come and spend time with me. And I thank God for that. And so the Lord prophesied to Eli. He said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cut off your house. And he said, here's a sign that my word's going to come to pass. He said, both of your sorry sons are going to die in one day. I, I, I just can't imagine how a priest could lay down with a prostitute in the shadows of the Ark of the Covenant. It's amazing to me. And yet it's happening today in the house of the Lord. I, I, you know, I don't like a lot of the modern worship. I'll tell you why. Because it has no authority in it. And it has no victory. I was listening. I was turning on channels, and I think it was 63 or something. I started listening to this guy sing. I said, you sound like a girl. There's no roar out of your spirit. That's why I like Jasmine's worship. Because it brings life up out of our spirit. And God is bringing life. And so I'm headed somewhere here, all right? So we're not going to stay here, I promise you. So one day the Bible says that the Philistines come against the Israelites. And the Israelites are in battle and... They said, let's get the Ark of the Covenant. And they brought the Ark of the Covenant to the battle site. And the Bible said that when the Ark of the Covenant showed up, that Israel shouted until it literally shook the atmosphere. And the Philistines said, what is that? And they said, oh, the Ark of God has shown up. And somebody in the Philistines said, listen, you need to act like a man and fight. And that day, the Bible says even though they had the form of God. The ark came, God didn't. Philistines hit the, hit the Israelites, and Hopni and Phinehas died that day. And the ark of the covenant was captured by the Philistines. Eli's at home in the temple, and when they came in and told him, 
we read it, the Bible said that when he heard about his sons and his, the Ark of the Covenant being captured, the Bible said he just fell over backwards and off of where he was sitting and broke his neck and died. One of these priests, I think it was Phineas, his wife is getting ready to give child, and when they told her, they came in, and she's in, beginning to travail, and they said, your husband's dead, your brother-in-law's dead, your father-in-law's dead, and the Ark of the Covenant has been captured. And something happened to her, and she lost her will to live. And the baby that she was bringing to the world did not matter to her anymore. And when the baby was delivered, and evidently they, they presented the baby to her, and they said, you got a boy. The Bible said she would not acknowledge him. She turned her head. This was a good woman. She said, I can't live without the presence of the Lord. And she said, name him Ichabod, because the glory of God has left Israel. And she died. And when you read this story, it just seems so profound. It's just pregnated with some very difficult things to process. And that day as she's dying, she gives up all hope because the high priest is dead. The ark of God has been captured. Her husband is dead. And what she thinks means it's over, she did not understand that God was saying, I'm starting something new. Because she didn't know that there was a Samuel in the house. She thought because Eli was dead, it was gone. But what God was saying is, I can't do what I want to do as long as I got a sorry priest that values his adulterous sons who have no fear of God more than he does me. How did Eli get to this place? I don't know, but I know this. It cost him dearly. And when they died, the Scripture says that the ark of God has been captured by the Philistines, and they carry it off. We have, for the last few years, especially the last couple of years, I have never seen things happen so quickly. As a boy, you know, I, I always heard about end-time prophecy and the mark of the beast, and, you know, one day there'll be no paper money and, and all of this stuff, and I never thought I would see it. We're there. We're there. I'm telling you, you could get up tomorrow and find out that something has been passed that changes everything. That's why your hope has to be in God and not in a system 
That's why David said, I've been young and now I'm an old man, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. For every one of you that is the remnant today, you hear me by the Spirit of the Lord, everything is all right because you are in the palm of the Almighty God. And God says, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I won't leave you alone. I won't let hell destroy you because my hand is upon you because I honor the gift that a praise is inside of you. Oh, let the joy of the Lord begin to come up in your spirits. So they take the presence of God. Israel's in depression. Their priest is dead. They don't know much about Samuel. But the Bible says had God had already begun to move on Samuel. It's interesting that a man who's been in the priesthood for 40 years and he's got the Urim and the Thummim on him can't hear God, so God has to pull up a 12-year-old boy to speak to him. God has changed in the way he does things. And so, the Philistines, very indicative today, I, I think that recently that uh, our illegal leader in the White House wants the Congress to do something that will be able to stop the Supreme Court ruling on Roe versus Wade. It's really funny how when laws are in place that they're liberals like, it's, well, it's a law, you need to obey it. But as soon as a law's in place that they don't like, well, we need to change that. We don't want to do that. But can I tell you, the laws of God trump everything. And there is a cry. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a boldness in the Holy Ghost. Ever since yesterday, I'm telling you that there has been a, uh, I give a, ever so often God moves on me prophetically, and you know that. But I'm telling you, I told my wife this. I said, yesterday, the prophetic word of the Lord was a different word. It was something different about it. God is doing something very, very strong in the atmosphere, and he is going to perform his work. And the Philistines had so little regard for the presence of the Lord that they took the Ark of the Covenant. Think about this for a moment. This is the ark that sat in the tent, the, the tabernacle of Moses. It's where the Spirit of God ruled and reigned. And the Philistines take it, and they take it into their temple of the god Dagon. Dagon was considered the chief deity of the Philistines. And he was also considered to be the father of Baal and Baal worship. And so they have this huge temple of Dagon, and they bring the Ark of the Covenant in, and they set it before the god Dagon, and they're having a good time. And God is watching. And without any soldiers, any men, in the middle of the night, God just wiggled his finger and the Bible said that Dagon fell over before the Ark of the Covenant. 
and his hands are off and his head's off. And they come in and they set it back up and they come in the next night and the thing is toppled over again. This is where we are prophetically in the earth. There has been this captured of the presence of the Lord. Whether it's in Canada or it's in Australia or if it's in other countries that these leaders have taken and told us the presence of God is going to bow down to the laws of evil men. And this is where you're going to see God all of a sudden just cause the enemy to bow down by the supernatural power of the Lord. Don't you think for a moment just because Eli's dead, it's over because it's not. There is a Samuel in the wings that God has raised up in this hour. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain by the power of the Holy Ghost. Must have freaked them out to walk in there and find out their chief God is bowing down to the Ark of the Covenant. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess to the glory of God the Father that Jesus Christ is Lord of glory. This is not over by a long shot. God has let the prophets of Baal rage, but there's an Elijah anointing and it's getting ready to loose the fire of the Holy Ghost in the atmosphere. Yes! Oh, I feel the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. What is God doing? He's loosing something in the atmosphere. So in this setting... The beauty of this is that God brought Samuel to the house before he ever removed Eli. And it looked like Eli was in charge. But God wasn't talking to Eli anymore. He's talking to a young man. God is not talking anymore to people who do not honor the presence of the Lord. I was thinking about this in prayer. The Holy Spirit is a gift. So you don't have to have the Holy Ghost to go to heaven. You don't have to talk in tongues to go to heaven. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and you turn from your sins and to your best of your ability you live for Jesus Christ, you're going to heaven. But there is a earthly dimension for all of those people who do not believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the only way you can advance God's kingdom is through natural weapons. Because the Holy Ghost is power. And when you don't have power, then you have to rely on counseling. You have to rely on rehabilitation. You have to rely on medication. These are the natural weapons that churches have to use in order to try to help people when you do not believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. But when you, when you allow the Holy Spirit freedom in the building, 
Hallelujah. When you allow the spirit of, boy, I'm telling you, I, God is, is seizing right now. There is a seeding going on in the spirit of the Lord. There, God says, I am clothing this house with boldness. The Lord says there is a David anointing that's being released in the atmosphere by the spirit of the Lord. And the Goliaths that have been in your life, that have been in this nation, hear me, says God, Goliath is coming down. And I'm not just going to wound him. I am using the sword of my word to take the head off of your enemy. When you read about Samuel, because he is a transitional prophet and priest, there's, the Bible says this, that the word of God was precious in Eli's time, and there was no open vision, which means there weren't prophets in the land declaring, thus saith the Lord. God couldn't speak because Eli would not listen. And the only time you hear about prophetic words being uttered was God sent a prophet to Eli to pronounce judgment. And then about two years ago, God begins to really release a prophetic word. Why? Because it looks like the presence of God has been captured. And it looks like we're wandering without leaders and God is saying, you don't know it, but I have a Samuel in the house. Who is Samuel? He is the one that anoints David. He is the one, hallelujah, that raised up, that Jesus said, I am of the flesh, the seed of David, and that his tabernacle would be restored in the last days. What made Samuel so different? You got to go back to his birth. Samuel just didn't come into the world through a natural process. It just wasn't that Elkanah and Hannah got married and then two years later they had a baby. That happened with Elkanah and Penina. But the Bible says that God shut up Hannah's womb. And every year she would go up to the house of the Lord and watch Penina with her little children holding her hand and walking into the tabernacle and, and offering up sacrifice and watching her play with her babies and at times watching her husband hold uh, Penina's children. And, 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 and over time, the Bible said that God gave Hannah an adversary that made her uncomfortable with the fact that she did not have children. 
It's very, it's very possible at the beginning, Hannah was happy with, with Elkanah and the riches of the home. But somewhere, she began to be provoked by the Spirit of God through Penina. Can I tell you that there's a whole lot of men and women that all of a sudden are not happy anymore. Lukewarm, we're not happy anymore with just status quo church. There is something that has provoked us in our spirit that when we walk into the house of God. It's not enough just to sing. Something good is about to happen. What we need is a divine visitation of the glory of God that settles down upon you and me and we become lost in the Spirit. See, Samuel could only be born out of intercession. That prophetic voice didn't just come through natural channels. This boy had to be birthed out of intercession. Hallelujah, because what intercession births has so much potential. It far reaches past the normal things because it's birth, hallelujah, where you and the Holy Spirit become one and out of your belly, God begins to put a seed inside of you. And then morning and at night, she would go to the Lord and say, I want a baby. Until finally she walked into the temple that day, she got down on her knees and the Bible said she began to pray. But oh, it was so on her. She couldn't even talk out loud. She would just. And the Bible says that Eli looked at her. And he thought she was drunk. And he said, woman, how dare you? This is so interesting to me. He can rebuke a woman in intercession. But he can't rebuke his sons for having sex in the doorway of the house. This seems to be the last final act that Eli is recorded of ever doing for the kingdom of God. She looked at me and said, I'm not drunk. Because she said, I've got to have a son. And she said, God, if you will give me a boy, I promise you that after I wean him, I will bring him back to this house and I will give him back to you. But I've got to have a baby when intercession gets a hold of us. Hear me. God has let this nation come to this point until we are so desperate for a divine intervention that exceeds politics and voting boots. And we say, with can we get back to the house of the Lord? When can we be moved by the Spirit of God? And out of my belly. He looked at her and he said, Go home. Your prayers answered. Probably the last prophetic utterance that ever came out of that old man's mouth. And it lifted. 
when you understand what it is to meet God face to face in intercession. You know, I have people come to me and say, I've been called to be an intercessor. Hear me. Intercession is not a special calling. You are not special because you think you're an intercessor. Every believer is an intercessor. Well, you know, I'm a prophetic intercessor. That makes me nervous. Whenever you have to tell people who you are, you're probably not. Hi, people, come on. Hello, I'm prophet so-and-so. I'm thinking not. Or I'm this, you know. Your gift identifies you. You don't have to... You don't have to label yourself. And what God needed for Israel could only be born out of intercession. And I'm telling you that where this, the church has been, not just in this country, but around the world, we, God has pushed us. You say, why would God allow us to be under the thumb of what we've been under with the the mask and the vaccine and the government restrictions and all of this, he has given us a penina because church to us wasn't important anymore. Well, you know, I love the Lord, and if summertime I miss a lot because, you know, I'm, we're, we, we just want to be on the lake with our family I've often wondered, how would it be if God responded to us in the same time that we respond to him? Thank God he's merciful. We'd all be dead. We would. But for the mercy of God. Hallelujah. And so, a few months later, Hannah starts feeling something. And what's interesting is, Penina realizes, I ain't bugging her anymore. I mean, she's still making fun of her and stuff, but it doesn't bother Hannah, because Hannah already knows there's something going on in the spirit. I got something inside of me, and it probably irked Penina that she can't get Hannah to respond anymore. You cannot react to natural things that the enemy is doing. You've got to yield to the Spirit of God because we are close to deliverance right now. There is something that is going on in our spirits. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you could see, if you could see the purpose of God right now, the purpose of God is about nine months pregnant. Walking around in the Holy Ghost. And when a woman is at that stage, she is uncomfortable. She's not happy. She can't rest because she needs to give deliverance. She needs to birth what's on the inside of her. Some of you are so pregnant with the purpose of God. You're thinking, why am I so restless? It's because there's something in you that God is getting ready to bring out of you. You allowed God to birth 
it in the Holy Ghost. It is not of man, but it is by the Spirit of the Lord. This, whatever God is releasing, we can't keep it this time. Hannah gives birth to Samuel. You know, he's just this little chubby guy. Maybe he's, I don't know, three, four years old. Maybe younger than that. And she knows what she's told God. Samuel didn't belong to Hannah. Hannah was just the tool that God used for intercession to birth a deliverer for a nation. And this young mother one day walks into Samuel's room and picks up his little toys, packs up his little clothes, says, come on, Samuel. And she starts heading to Jerusalem or to Shiloh. This little guy, all he knows is his mama. And Hannah's thinking, how do I give him this little boy of mine? How do I give him to this gruff old man? But see, God's ways are not our ways. She's got a bag of his toys and his clothes. She gets to the temple, and here's this big old old man that has no discernment that I rebuked her for being drunk. <clears throat> but she knows what she told God. She said, okay, God. And that day, she took Samuel, and she told Eli, here he is. And she turned around, and she walked back out with probably this little guy going, crying, saying, Mama, but she had to release the will of God. What she didn't realize was that when she released the fruit of intercession to the divine purpose for which it was birthed, God opened her womb, and she began to have children, <clears throat> several of them. And every year, she would make a coat for her boy. Hallelujah. And when Eli died, Samuel became the priest and the prophet. The long reign was over because God supernaturally did something in the spirit of the Lord. I believe God is requiring of us to give to him what we promised. Hallelujah. Oh, God, get us to the place that he consumes us.
<laughs> Lord, touch us today. That, Lord, nothing matters anymore. Money, business, success. God, we give you Samuel today. The ark came home. The presence of God came back to Israel. Because God told the Philistines, I ain't staying here. And I'm going to start killing you until you let me go. And Israel didn't go get the ark. The Philistines brought it back. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I declare, God, in the spirit that, Lord, we begin to hear a declaration on the floors of our Congress and our Senates and our Supreme Courts that we are rededicating this nation to the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are coming back. Hallelujah to the foundational truths that our fathers put in the Declaration of Independence. Hallelujah. May God resurrect within our ranks, men and women. Is there a Samuel company in the house today? Is there some, are there some Hannahs that'll tell God, it doesn't matter how much it hurts, how much I want it, I'm giving it, I'm giving it, I'm releasing it to the Lord Jesus Christ and when you release it God said watch what I do now this is what I want to leave you with somebody that didn't have vision has cried Ichabod over the church and said she's dead I beg to differ. How do we know she's not dead? Because intercession that you and I have been in some for years with no fruit, with no success, with empty pews and empty ministries, and we wonder, God, will you ever hear me? But the Lord will get you to a place to where you will say, as Hannah, give me children, lest I die. Oh, God, Lord, let there be such a presence of the Lord. Hit regeneration, Nashville. There's be such a heavy presence of the glory of God that you can't help yourself, but you go to your knees because you can feel the weight of God upon you. That when it's 7 o'clock, we've lost time. We've lost consciousness of time. And while we are under the midst of the glory of the Lord, the intercessory spirit that is producing Samuel is making the Philistines in the spirit give back, hallelujah, that which the enemy has, the devourer has taken the palmer worm, the canker worm, the locust, and the caterpillar. God said, I'm going to restore 
restore to you the years that the devourer took from you. May God this day not step forth in your life and what the enemy stole from you. May the Holy Ghost make the Philistines bring it back with an offering. Hallelujah. May God so invade your life, so invade your spirit that you are consumed by the presence of the Lord. Sunday. Eli had to die. Phineas and Hopni had to die. Because God couldn't accomplish his purpose if they were still in charge. This is why yesterday the Lord spoke prophetically and said, We will see men drop dead on their platforms. Why? Because there are too many men that stand in the temple that are unclean. And God can't do what he needs to do. The people are hungry, but there's no strength to travail. There's no strength to where it says, I think it was Hezekiah. He said, Lord, Sennacherib is out to destroy us. He said, we have come to a place of birth, but there's no strength to travail. We are pregnant with the promises of God. We've had enough prophecy in the last two years. We don't need one more prophecy. What we need is God to break the water, loose the baby, that the glory of God break forth out of the womb and the spirit of the Lord come forth in your life. Stand with me. I don't know how to adequately explain it, but I'm telling you, I can feel such a Samuel anointing in the earth. See, the devil would have rather Samuel died and Eli lived. But the prophetic word had already been released. Eli, you're going to die. And your sons are going to die in one day. What was God doing? He was cleansing the house. Sunday. <sighs> Let's just wait on God for a moment. I, I don't feel, I'm not feeling tongues and interpretation, but I'm feeling that there is an impartation taking place right now. We need to learn how to wait on the Lord and be comfortable with that. God is doing something to some of you right now, and those of you that are online, that are around the world. I'm telling you that there is a birthing taking place in the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, I'm telling you, the hand of God, the hand of God. I'm hearing this in the spirit. This Samuel company is a young generation that God is raising up right now. Hallelujah. It's the Hannahs that birthed them. But there is a young generation that is a, has a Samuel anointing that have been raised around an unclean leadership 
And they were so disenchanted with church because they watched what Phineas and Hopni, the priests, were doing in the house of the Lord that they didn't believe it anymore. But all of a sudden, God, hallelujah, is loosening a Samuel anointing. There is a Samuel company. Those of you that are 20 and 30, 35, 40 years old, I hear by the Spirit, get ready. There is a visitation of the Spirit of the Lord that's coming to you young men and you young women. God has given you strength in this hour to rise up by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Push, push, push. There is something coming out of our womb in the Spirit. I hear this in the spirit. The Lord says that those that look like they're in charge have already been, their authority has already been removed. And they're only figureheads at this time. And the Lord said, I've already released another declaration in the spirit that is going to be manifested in this year. Hallelujah. There is a return, says God. The Lord says that I have set in heaven and desired to come back into my house. And the Lord says I have found a company of men and women that are so hungry for me that the Lord says I am accelerating my return and visitation of my presence within the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 May the Spirit of God settle upon you right now. May every sickness be removed in the name of Jesus. May the power of the Lord begin to resonate in you. May God begin to bring clarity. The Lord says, I'm going to begin now to let you see and understand why many of you have gone through what you went through. The Lord says, I am bringing illumination for the rest of this year. I'm going to give you an understanding of what I've raised you up for. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In times like this, <clears throat> all I know to do is tell you the altar's open. I'm not asking my prayer partners to come. I'm just telling you the altar's open. If you're feeling something in your spirit, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's it. Follow the pull of your spirit today. Let the Holy Ghost pull you. I need to get up close so we, everybody that wants to come can come. <clears throat> this is not about calling you to repentance. This is just calling you into the presence of the Lord. There's no telling what God is going to do before we get done today. In the name of Jesus. I also hear this in the Spirit. The Lord says that there are many of you that have already brought your Samuel to me. And it was very painful. Now God says as a reward for that. I'm going to reciprocate to you 
for what you gave to me that was very difficult and very costly. We will never know how tough it was for that young mother to leave that little toddler in the hands of an old man and go home and lay in bed that night and wonder, is he scared? But see, God needed him in the temple so he could talk to him. Some of you have already birthed something in the spirit that's going to change the world. Hallelujah. Lord, just go ahead and do what you need to do, Father. Lord, this people, this is a people that are ready. We're receptive. <clears throat> I'm telling you, there is no Ichabod in the spirit atmosphere. That's a declaration out of despair and hopelessness. There is no Ichabod in the house of God today. There is a Samuel prophetic anointing that has been birthed out of pain dealing with a harassing spirit that tormented us. And God is saying, watch what I do now. Waters are deep today. That's it. Just, you don't have to be weird or nothing. Just let the Lord do what he wants to do in you. Thank you, Jesus. <coughs> Eli's dead. The house is clean today. And there is a Samuel <laughs> in the atmosphere. There's a heavy presence of the Lord right now in this place. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, all you've got to do is raise your hands and receive it. It's a gift. You don't have to beg for it. Just open your mouth. And begin to tell the Lord how much you love him. And the Holy Spirit will just come in and fill you up. Thank you, Jesus. God's putting something in a lot of us right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Some of you are entering into intercession. There's something being birthed. <clears throat> there is a birthing taking place right now. Hallelujah. God is putting something in your spirits. Hallelujah. Come on, let's enter in. This is, this is going to become normal for us in the weeks to come, in the months to come. This is where God has wanted to bring us. Let your spirit loose. Hallelujah. 
Let your spirit loose. Begin to praise God. Begin to release your spirit in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do we have people that came for prayer today? Miss Linda, do I have people to pray for? All right. Hallelujah. Siatoria Sunday. You got something? All right. Go ahead, Burton. restoration in her mind and her body is very confused and she needs her sight to be restored Yvonne, come over here dear I mean this ain't nothing for the Lord all right amen 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 in Jesus name now Lord we just begin to declare healing over her mind God I bind this spirit of confusion hallelujah and Lord give her eyesight back Hallelujah. Presence of God. Now, Lord, just, oh, Lord, restore, restore. God, her eyesight, give her 20-20 vision in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And, Lord, God, restore back to her her clarity of understanding. God, no confusion in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I thank you, Lord. Halamamomotoria Sunday. Pastor, this like is that. Sue from here in Tennessee. She has breast cancer, and in just a couple weeks, she's supposed to have a double mastectomy. Amen. Well, let's just rebuke that thing. Amen. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, you demon of cancer, I cast you out of her body. 
Lord, we declare that the enemy will not put a knife on her chest. God, her breasts will not be removed. But from this moment on right now, I loose the blood of Jesus the power of prayer, the anointing of God, that, Lord, when she goes back, they'll say we cannot find any cancer, that, Lord, she is healed. Devil, leave in the name of the Lord. Now, God, I receive it. Lord, we receive it in the name of Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. God, that it's done. Lord, that it's done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, God, for the power of your spirit, Lord. Pastor, this is Chris. He is from Tennessee. He has epilepsy. Epilepsy. epilepsy and type 1 diabetes. What's your name? Chris. Chris? You ready for the Lord to touch you? Amen. Come here, son. Hallelujah. Now in the name of Jesus. Sunday. You ugly spirit of epilepsy. I command you in the name of the Lord. Chris, look at me. Hallelujah. Look at me. Hallelujah. Open your eyes and look at me. In the name of Jesus, I command the spirit of epilepsy to leave your body. Now, Lord, God and diabetes too. Lord, no more diabetes. Hallelujah, Lord, from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. Never another episode of epilepsy. God, the Lord, his pancreas operates at optimum levels. His insulin levels, God, are normal in the name of the Lord. Oh, I thank you, God, Jesus, you died for such a thing as this. And oh, on Chris, Lord, God, we seal it. Hallelujah. All over his body. In Jesus' name, he's healed according to the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 One more. Amen. You know, we're just we're just in the infancy stages of what we're gonna see. Um, Pastor Rich Bowen, who you saw in a video in Josh's funeral. You remember the, the brother that God had given him an insight into a conversation. He called me. Um, Yesterday morning, we talked, and um, he said, Brother Kent, he said, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, the church has been after signs and wonders, and he said, the Lord said to tell you that God says, I'm releasing now signs and wonders and miracles in the body of Christ, but he said, there is a spirit of Jezebel and I'm going to get some emails on this one. He said, the spirit of Jezebel is being fronted by Hillary Clinton. And he said, she has become invisible to where nobody hears about her in the news. But he said, behind the scenes, the spirit of Jezebel is, is using her to do what he wants to do. And he said, the Lord said that we need to come after the spirit of Jezebel that's in our nation. <clears throat> he said, because I hear the blood of Naboth crying from the soil for justice. And part of what has been held back is there has been a Jezebel spirit 
that doesn't want miracles to begin to happen in the body of Christ because when they do, the enemy will have no weapons to, do, to explain it. You can't say when a quadriplegic comes out of the wheelchair, well, you know, that was, they, they weren't really sick. I mean, they're just going to have to admit it. Or somebody that's never been able to see and God gives them their sight, creative miracle. So that's where we're, we're in. I believe that's, it's going to increase more and more and more. But I also hear in the spirit, it's not just going to be like it was in the 50s, that everybody had to go to an Oral Roberts or a Catherine Kuhlman or a, a, a William Branham, A. Allen meeting to get healed. The Lord said, this time I am releasing it, not just to ministry, but to the body of Christ. And many, many people who have never preached never been in seminary the lord says i'm going to use them and they're going to begin to see people healed by the power of god and so you are valuable to the kingdom of the lord amen pastor this is lisa from alabama and last monday she was diagnosed with breast cancer All right. and this week on wednesday she's meeting with the surgeon and she's just believing that it's gonna amen. god's gonna well, touch lisa her. you came to the right place this is her husband what's your name Nick, all right, I could remember that name, Nick, because that's Nick, that's my son. Amen. Well, you know what? Healing just happens. Amen. And so right now when I lay hands on you, that spirit has to leave. It's trespassed. You're already healed. So I'm not really praying for healing. I'm commanding the spirit that has trespassed, that has no legal right to be there. It has to leave. In Jesus' name, now, Lord, on Lisa. God all over her body and Lord that when the physician examines her he will find no cancer that Lord no longer I rebuke the devourer that God wants to have her breast removed in the name of Jesus now Lord I command this cancer shrivel up and die in Jesus name Lord let her come out of that office shouting that her and her husband Lord Nick are going to have a testimony to the power of God that God you're going to bring them back they're going to stand up here and declare God did it hallelujah it's done in Jesus name Let's. this one. The enemy doesn't want me to say what I'm about to say because I have got a roar in my spirit. Anybody else got a roar in your spirit? Are you ready to pull down the demon spirits of Jezebel that rules over our nation? Come on, release your spirit. Come on. Come on, church. Come on, give birth. Give birth. Give birth. Come on, push. 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 Come on. Come on, come on, come on, push. Mikoto robo soto robo koto. Hato robo koto robo koto. Hakoto robo 
Jesus. We come against the spirit of Jezebel that has ruled over our nation. We bind you. We take authority over you. And we pull you down. We pull you down. In the name of Jesus, we pull you down, you ancient spirit. And we bind you. We cast you to the ground. And you must declare the Lordship of Jesus. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Every knee must bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Come on, church. Makoto, Roboko, Roboso, Roboso, Rasto Roboko. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I ask you to bless your people. God, with strength to bring forth, God, what you are birthing in the church corporately. And God, what you're birthing in our spirits individually. Father, we thank you that this is the hour, God, that we bring forth a man-child into the earth. God, the Samuel spirit. God, even the spirit of Elijah. Oh, that we are the representation of Jesus Christ upon the earth. And God, we thank you that you have empowered us, oh God, to be your hands and feet. Oh God, in this hour. Now with every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around just for a moment. Is there someone in this room that needs Jesus? I'm looking up in the balconies. I'm looking for you because I know you're here. I know you're here. If you just need Jesus, I'm not going to make you come down front. I'm not going to shine a spotlight on you today. I want, yes, I see. I saw your hand. Anybody else? Jesus loves you. Yes, I see. I'm going to tell you, this is the church's finest hour. It's time to get in. It's time to get in. Anybody else? Anybody else? Just slip your hand up. Pray for me. Just pray for me. Just say that. Pray for me. Slip your hand up. Let me see you. I see you. Yes, ma'am. I see. Anybody else? Anybody else? All right. Yes, I see, honey. I see. Uh, okay. I want us to pray together as a family, front to back and side to side. I want everybody to pray this prayer. This is a very, very solemn moment because babies are being born into the family. Okay, let's pray together. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. But I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died on a cross and he rose again just for me. So, Lord, would you wash me, cleanse me with your precious blood, make me a new creation. I surrender my life to you in Jesus' name. Why don't you give Jesus Christ the greatest hand clap of the day? Come on, somebody, lift him up because he's worthy. Lift him up because he's worthy. Oh, God is so good. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about KCM International or Regeneration Nashville, go to KentChristmas.org or RegenerationNashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.